Ricky Ray, uh, Deputy Athletics Director at Campbell University. Uh, we have you on this week because we're coming off a quite a weekend for Campbell University Athletics. And actually, it's been quite a couple, two weeks for Campbell University Athletics. Two weeks ago, uh, Campbell University football faced Georgia Southern on ESPNU. And from what I understand, that was the program's first ever appearance on the U, which was good. And then a week later, you find out that uh, ESPN, the main channel, the ESPN, uh, that their originally scheduled Friday night football game was canceled due to COVID-19. And it turned out Campbell University and Coastal Carolina was the only game scheduled in the nation that night. And ESPN picked you up. Uh, Here we are. We didn't win. We didn't win either game, but for FCS program, um, uh, we did pretty well. But anyways... I'm talking too much. We're going to get into uh, what, what's the past two weeks been like for you, Ricky? Uh, it's been it's been phenomenal uh, for for our program and and obviously for the university as a whole. Um, you know, I, I will first say, um, you know, I spent six years at Georgia Southern, and I've seen a lot of really lopsided games in that stadium. <laughs> and the fact that we went in there and had a chance to win it with 15 seconds left, um, if you'd have told me that 15 years ago, I would have laughed. Uh, but it was phenomenal. And from the external PR side of things, it kept viewers, it kept people watching, it kept the conversation going on social media. So it was, it was great all the way around. Um, and then the fact that, that we were able to um, add three games essentially a month before the season, one of them happened to be Coastal, and we just so happened to put it on that Friday night and the way the circumstances worked out. I mean, you, you can't ask for that. And so to be on the main ESPN channel, I thought Coach Menner had a great – um, a great story about that. He told the team after practice when we found out the week of that we'd be on ESPN. And he said, guys, we're going to be on ESPN Friday night. And one of the players goes, ESPN what? <laughs> there's always yeah. three, two plus Ocho, right. like dodgeball, something, right. you know? And so he was like, no, the one that sports center is actually on. Yeah. And they were, they were pretty stoked. And so um, that you, you can't buy that kind of publicity for the, for the university or the program. And, and so it was all, it was amazing. Let's go back to over the summer, and uh, first off, spring sports back in the spring were, were canceled very abruptly, and, and you had baseball season, softball season ending. Uh, even you know the women's basketball team had a very good chance of going to the NCAA tournament. Found out for a split second that they were yeah. going to the yeah. NCAA tournament, yeah. and then you know, and then all that gets canceled. So here we are in the summer, and the Big South Conference decides they're going to to not go ahead with fall sports like many other FCS and, and Division One lower-level conferences. But they did say, hey, your football programs can do four games. And you can either do that or you can wait until the spring and see what happens. Campbell University decided we're going to do these four games. And not only are we going to do these four games – we're going to go after the biggest, baddest schools that we can find. Um, <laughs> Who tell, will play us? And so you got four schools, four FBS schools. We're halfway through it. You, we could go in four, and this turns out to be an incredible decision. Lead us into what led to go ahead and saying, yes, fall football, big schools, let's do it. Well, so we were, um, when the, the night the decision was made, um, and we had already been going back and forth on scheduling things anyway because we had we had lost our home opener uh, previous to the decision being made. So there was already some conversation there. We had already lost a couple of conference games. Uh, Hampton and Monmouth had made independent decisions. So there was all of these things happening anyway. So the night the Big South makes the decision, you know, find out about 7 o'clock that night, okay, we can play four games. We now have one game scheduled. 
um, and we're a month out. So um, I was on the phone with Coach Minner that night, uh, talked to him, and he said, this is kind of where I want to go with this. Can you get it done? And, you know, I said, okay, well, challenge accepted, I guess. So it was, it was, it was a great conversation, pretty funny. He didn't think I could do it, um, which is always fun. So um, we managed to start, you know, having these conversations. We had already been talking to Appalachian about replacing a game. I literally, this is not an exaggeration, um, I emailed Wake Forest at about 11.30 that night because I had seen earlier that day they had lost their plus one game. So got that conversation started. The next morning I reached out to Coastal Carolina, and Matt, great, their AD is a great guy down there. He was moving his daughter into school and mm-hmm. stops, calls me, says, thank you for sending that email. I needed a break. <laughs> and wow. so we talked. And, and so this is how these things just sort of sort of got going. And the whole point was, Let's get these four FBS games. Let's get them to where we don't have to get on a plane, hopefully. Um, let's, let's keep it as easy as we can for travel, for the kids, for, for everybody involved. We got tons of calls. I mean, people were calling us left and right. Um, you know, Coach mentioned in an interview the other day, Army. I finally found a school he wouldn't play. Um, <laughs> you know, but they had called. There was some others that wow. had called. We actually had an FBS school say they would come here to play. We had FCS schools trying to get us to come there, which financially made no sense for us because there's no guarantee. There's no, we're having to put all the, the travel money out. Never had an FCS school said they would come here, obviously. So we made <laughs> well, the decision to. Only, and I, I think this was said a few times during the broadcast, we're one of only 14, 12, something like that, yep. FCS schools mm-hmm. that chose to play this fall. Yeah, so there's very few, and they were all trying to get at least one home game, maybe two. And, and we just thought, you know, again, to, to get it, get the stadium online for a regular season anyway, there's a cost, right? Mm-hmm. To host a game, there's a cost. And at this point, we didn't know what COVID costs looked like to yeah. host a game. North Carolina is still behind some of these other states as far as letting fans in and some of the restrictions. So to host a game and just to host one game out of four, again, financially just didn't Not make a lot of it. sense. And so we were able to get the four games. We were able to get four road games. We were able to drive to all of them. Um, and, and so that I think was, to me is, is almost the biggest victory in all this is we were able to get a four game schedule that was manageable for travel and also compact. So we're playing these four games in a five week stretch and we have to do the testing per these other conferences. And so it makes it easier to do all of this in a compact time. You mentioned some of these other FCS schools that are playing. Some of them had existing contracts that are in November. So they're just kind of hanging out, practicing, doing whatever. They may not play until one game in October, two games in October, a game in November, whereas we were able to really pack this thing in. So come October 10th, we're finished. Yeah. And already thinking about what happens in 21. So um, I know, Kate, you want to talk about social media. I know you're you're, (laughs) – but just (laughs) – I I did have one other question. So um, catch me up here on eligibility now. So if these students are playing four games this year – does this count as a year off their eligibility? So the, the original four-game decision was because in football, you can play four games in a season and not lose your eligibility. After the decision was made, the NCAA came out and said, this year does not count regardless. Mm. So we could have played. There are some FCS schools that are playing eight and nine games, uh, but we the Big South stuck to the four. So no, they don't lose a year of eligibility. They That's get great. these four games. And the, the again, the best part of it is we got some young kids who are going out and playing this type of competition. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's going to slow year. down for them a little bit moving forward. Good. Yeah, and any any chance whatsoever, the Big, the big South looks at you in North Alabama and says, okay, if you want one or two more games, go ahead, or 
Because they got Big South has to be liking what they're seeing right now too, right? You know, their logo is on TV uh, yeah. on the corner of those uniforms. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think they've been really thrilled with with the exposure as well. And um, I don't know that we'll get more games. We certainly could have played more games. Um, there was there was people out there that were willing to play. And then as you've seen, like uh, you know, for example, uh, North Carolina and Charlotte canceled oh, yeah. this weekend, and so there's. There's openings popping up as the season rolls along too, right. but I think we're going to stick to our four and uh, make the most out of these and 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 try our best. We still got one more on national TV coming up and play a really good team this week, so uh, we just sort of keep riding the wave. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, for those of us who like me don't know too much about scheduling and how things work like this with cost, could you just briefly? summarize like some of the exposure that you get just from being on ESPN you were mentioning the spot that we got for free with our Campbell ad and to us that's huge because we don't have the money lying around to run (laughs) TV ads every day yeah it's 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 amazing and and I think you know sometimes you as a fan you may just take it for granted because it's always on and and when you maybe work at one of the power five schools you probably take it for granted a little bit too because you're on a lot more um but but just for example so we stream all of our games through ESPN Plus, and so our home games are on most of our road games through the Big South. So we went back and looked, and our um, biggest stream for football on the ESPN platform was about nine to ten thousand viewers. And again, for us, that's phenomenal. Okay. You think if nine or ten thousand people are watching there, there's six thousand people in the stadium. That's great. great. Yeah. Um, the ESPNU game. So ESPNU is a little tougher to find. It's usually on the higher sports mm-hmm. tier of, of the sports packages. Um, any that was anywhere from three hundred to four hundred thousand people watching. We're not exactly oh, wow. sure because those ratings are still tough yeah. to find. And that was last Saturday. The ESPN ratings should come out um, today or tomorrow. I've been trying. I've been updating the, yeah. the sports Refreshing. media page. <laughs> right. What numbers. would you predict it's going to be? The lowest game they've had all year was just below a million. Oh my gosh. And so if if we're anywhere yeah. remotely in that that world, that just shows how fast, you know, right. these things have gone over the two weeks. Yeah. Um like our our website had 10,000 people on it during the Georgia Southern game in that time frame. Had 12,000 people on it during the Coastal game. So that means people are seeing it they're taking the time to go look. Yeah. Um you know, social media engagements are through the roof. Yes. And um, we had a, we put a strategy in place for the Georgia Southern game where, and I can't come up with a better analogy, and I know this one's terrible, but it's the um, like the political rapid response, you know, during debates where they're sitting in there counteracting yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Essentially, we had people sitting in the office on the computer, responding to tweets, responding on Instagram. Every question that could come up, they're sending link. Oh man, right. I ha- you know, and that, being lighthearted about it, right? Oh, that's the greatest logo I've ever yeah. seen. I have to have a hat. Well, here's the link. That's great. You know, and so just some things like that to really generate the mentions and the, and and all that, and all of that stuff builds. Mm-hmm. And and again, it helps the football program. It helps the entire athletics program. Helps Definitely. the university, which is you know obviously the most important part. Yeah, I've yeah. got, I've got a, little, a few numbers here um, from the Friday night ESPN game. Uh, of course, this helps our athletics program, but people don't realize what it can do for admissions. Our admissions virtual campus tour paid views rose by 736% on Friday. Wow. Our visit us page views increased by 652%, and our tuition and fees section page views increased by uh, more than you know twofold there. So um, there was a 64% increase in, imply, in apply button clicks also. Wow. So... Um, yeah, and uh, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> and, and 
And like you said, uh, you know, being a part of the game, we get that free 30-second spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say how much that 30-second spot costs, but it's likely it costs more than the salary of the intern that put it together. <laughs> just for that okay. just for that 30-second. I'm not saying the intern put this together. Obviously, it was a very well-made ad, yes. but it, it, it's a lot of money to, to put that on ESPN. Yes. And that's 30 seconds of free Here's Campbell University advertising. Right. Every time, every time you watch a game, you see it for the other universities, and you don't think about it. But right. when it's your school, you're like, "Oh yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, I, I work there." <laughs> and as we've mentioned before, even if the result of this game is one student coming to Campbell, you know, it's that four years of income from one student—that's the spot right there. Right, so and and the the, the cool, return. The cool thing about it, right, is there's so many good things happening at a university. And so if it takes a football game for somebody to log on to the website mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they see, oh, wow, like look at this new engineering program. Look at this new medical school. They've got these programs. They have a great location. Whatever it is, if if watching a football game is what got them there, that's perfect. That's and that's why we yeah. do it. That's why you know everybody says athletics is the front porch of the university for that reason because we're able to get this kind of exposure and drive people you know, back to the university website or get information and, and hopefully, I mean, the fact people are clicking on the apply button is, you know, tremendous. It's incredible. It's odd to me that you would watch a football game and say, I'm going to apply to that school. But it's the spirit <laughs> element that Campbell's been missing, I think, for a long time. And I think the student union helps, but I think athletics is where you get that sense of community. And I'm, I'm glad that while, I mean, I've only been here for a few years, but seeing things like the marching band come back, and the stadium get more attention and more traffic like those are a huge part of the college experience especially in the south like probably more so than where i'm from and i think that's something that's been missing that this gives us a chance to kind of up the ante with it's really exciting people seem to be really um fixated on our mascot too (laughs) talk about that a little bit yeah so again you know the 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 part is one of my favorite tweets um that, that came through a lot was, and it was a, a version of this, and it happened a hundred times, but it was, I was today years old when I learned there was a Campbell fighting camels or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that happened nonstop Friday night, nonstop last Saturday. Yes. And so, again, we're able to, you know, reply with something funny, great gifts. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a Gaylord and a Gladys Twitter account, so sometimes we would just let them reply. Um, tons of people saying, you know, I have to have a shirt, I have to have a hat. The bookstore, you know, I, I checked in with them last week, and they said they got a ton of orders, you know, over awesome. the weekend. And so, you know, th- it generated that. But, if again, if that's what it takes, and, and, and that's the best part of last Friday night was, you know, Coastal Carolina has a pretty unique mascot as well. So I guarantee you nobody thought they would flip on ESPN Friday night and see a camel and a chicken and running yes. around. And so – um, it was great for them, obviously great for us, and and that helps. That again, that just helps with the brand recognition. So if you see insert random FCS school on TV, and they're the Eagles or the Bulldogs or right. the whatever, you, you know, you forget about it in thirty seconds. With at least this, you might think about it for a couple more minutes yeah. and and sort of remember it. The uh, the ESPN um, and ESPNU broadcasts are also far superior than what we're used to. So seeing, you know, our schools on there, uh, I, I loved that ESPN did the running camel graphic. Yeah. So what what goes into all that? What 
what do they ask from you and from your your department before a game and able to put all that to be able to put all that stuff together? So I saw that at halftime and threatened to retire on the spot because I don't <laughs> think it gets any better than the camel running across the screen and showing the entire schedule. And they name dropped Creek Coffee on top of it. Did so they really? It was, uh-huh. it was phenomenal for all of us. But um, so. Even if it's ESPN, ESPNU, whichever um, network, the the producers and the broadcasters usually start to reach out first of the week um, for a football game. They start talking to um, Jason Williams, our our media relations director for football, Chris Haymeyer, our broadcaster, and they just try to dig and find all the all the stories you know that they can find to find out sort of how to humanize our guys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Coach Minner has a, a tremendous football background pedigree, and everybody knows that. Yeah. So. That's a good jumping off point a lot of times for them. But they've at, they were asking, you know, about our players, some of the stories about our players, our school. You know, talk, again, our, the, the play-by-play guy found out what Creek Coffee was and worked it into that animation to make it sound like, you know, this was a fully yeah. – you know, and, and they do a great job with all of that. They did a um, – I've not seen it yet, but they did a story about uh, Coach Adam Morris. Um, his wife is due any day now, and they talked about that a little bit, I think, during the third quarter. Um, again, just research that they got from, they, uh, from talking to us. They yeah. Did a, yeah, they spent about three minutes on our quarterback, Haj Malik, um, and how his name was uh, – he was named after Malcolm X, and not a lot of people knew that that was Malcolm X's name. And, uh, I and did not know They spent a lot of time on that, too. Just – and and again, that's the that's the. They also they, name dropped Chris Haymeyer, who gave him that story too. <laughs> so they do um, great story about that. Actually, I yeah. I believe I hope I get the story right, but Chris Haymeyer's uh, one of his elementary school teachers was the play by play guy's mother no back way. in Missouri. No so way. there was already Sorry. a connection there. Um, but yeah, so they you know they spend time and and I will say this, my staff, um, you know, our marketing, mm-hmm. our media relations, our broadcast digital media. They have gone above and beyond here over the last, you know, couple of weeks with this stuff, and and like I said, no, you know, spending their Friday night and their Saturday yeah. sitting in the McKay house, um, and, and, and all week leading up and, and everything, because yeah. um, this has come fast and furious. Yeah, you know, I mean, you go from not having number one, you go from not having sports since March to getting back into the flow of this. It's it's a lot, and then mm-hmm. number two, um, just how quick all of this has changed and 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 all that. So they've done a tremendous job. I mean, our our staff, our football staff has done a great job. Our players have done a good job to make sure they're staying healthy so we can get these games in. You know, the athletic trainers have put in protocols and everybody's following them. They're doing the right thing. So you can't say enough about, like, all of that either because, again, as we mentioned, like, we're seeing – we were on ESPN Friday night because the game got canceled. Yeah. But we were able to play because we're doing the right things. And, and so, again, that has been a – when you read those type of numbers – and you sort of put it back to, hey, our kids are sort of doing things. They're, they're, they're making changes in their lifestyle to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of results we're getting. And I think that's a you know, really big tip of the hat to them as well. Okay, Ricky, could you tell us a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes during the game in McKay House? How many of the graphics and how many of the things are prepared beforehand? And then how much of that is just on the fly? Because as someone who runs social media for the much slower-paced main university with a designer who can sometimes handle my graphics requests and sometimes just has other things that are much more important i don't do any of that and i've always been curious about how you guys turn that out so well so quickly um so the and i will say the before the georgia southern game about a week out we we met as a staff um i actually had several meetings as, as a staff some i was in some i was not in um 
and just talk about what was coming, right? So what do you, you go into that situation, you know they're going to talk about the mascot. There's going to be a bunch of Gaylord comments or camel comments, so you have stuff ready for that. You know there's going to be people saying, I've got to have something with that cool logo, so you have the store links ready or whatever. Um, there were a couple of things that hit that even we weren't, we were like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. So we were able to have, you know, have some graphics or, or gifts or whatever prepared for that, for the coastal game. Um, I think the thing I was most proud of on, um, during the Georgia Southern game was there was a, tw- a one tweet where somebody in Iowa was watching the game and goes, Hey, I remember them. They came to Iowa a few years ago and beat us in basketball like really bad. <laughs> and <laughs> literally random. 30 seconds later, there's a picture of us playing Iowa, Iowa and game. we had tweeted back from the basketball account with the, yep, sure did. We beat you by this much. <laughs> and it was our fourth power five win and X money, you know, so wow. there was just trying to sort of anticipate what was coming and be ready for it, have everything built, have pictures, have everything we would need, any collateral we would need to respond. And then, like I said, there was still a couple things where we were like, oh, okay. wow, you know, didn't even, didn't think that would, would happen. So Friday, for, for the Coastal game, we were able to take what we did for the Georgia Southern game, build on it, add more stuff. We actually shot some extra stuff uh, during the week with Gaylord and Gladys, um, dug through some more pictures. You know, we had been at Scarborough on site at Coastal, so we were able to get real-time photos. Nice. There was some comments about the uniforms. Yeah. And so we were able to pull – live Bennett's photos and then there was a, a good conversation about who had better orange uniforms us or Texas <laughs> so you know so we were able to to respond with actual artwork and things like that and so it took a lot of pre-planning a lot of effort um, but it we sort of tried to anticipate what might happen and and try to have as many things ready as as possible that's great so we've got two more of these left in the fall. We got Appalachian State. I said that wrong. But I don't care. Uh, you also but have, <laughs> yeah, um, and you also have Wake Forest. Wake Forest being the first ever Power Five school. And I know we have some scheduled. We have Carolina scheduled uh, coming up. But so even if we go zero and four, even if these next two games don't go as planned, or you know, um, what does what does this fall do for this program and for athletics as a whole moving forward? I think the just the recognition and the amount of eyeballs on the university and the program itself are, are already a win. Um, I think the the way we played at Georgia Southern was phenomenal. Um, you know, we've played Coastal a couple years ago. It was that weird game that we played in the middle of the week here because the hurricane was coming, yeah. and the score was a lot different. Um, <laughs> and so I think it shows that as a program, we're growing, we're doing the right things, we're moving in the right direction. You uh, can, so you can tell when – in those 70 to nothing games or even, you know, you can tell when a program is outclassed and, and Campbell, you know, it wasn't a close game, but they were by no means were they, I think outclassed. It was, they're still know, fighting in that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a lot is said about the offensive line. I'm not going to get into the semantics here, but, but the offensive line is huge and Campbell has a solid program now. And that's gotta be refreshing yeah. to see how they stack up against these schools. When you go back to playing your big South opponents next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, I'm not gonna break a game down or any of that stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, you know, I was trying not to do that. Yeah. Just I mean, we were, you know, first drive of the game, drove right down the field, mm-hmm. had an, had an interception. So we were, there were things during the game where you're like, okay, we're, we're playing with these guys, you yeah. know, and, and that's always good to see. But, um, you know, the moving forward now we get two in-state opponents we weren't supposed to play a Power Five um, yet. Basically, we're still a couple years away from the the North Carolina, the NC State, and all that kind of stuff. But so that'll give us a, an interesting gauge. Wake Forest schedule, by the way, this is a fun one. 
Their, their football schedule, first four games, Clemson, North Carolina State, Notre Dame, Campbell. Wow. So when that flashes Yikes. up on the screen, <laughs> see, both of you laugh because you're just it, – it's so unfathomable yeah, it's to incongruous. put us in that, in that category. And so they're going to sleep on Campbell. <laughs> yes, they'll be tired. They're going to be really fired up about that Notre Dame game. Yeah. Um, so, again, you know, that's the, that, that's the kind of – you know, Appalachian State is, has a huge following in the state. So this is great mm-hmm. for us. You know, we've, we've sort of introduced ourselves to the nation – the last two weeks but now obviously Campbell focuses a lot on in-state yeah. prospects so now we're gonna play two in-state schools and there's gonna be a lot more chatter in-state since we're playing Appalachian and Wake Forest and not just Raleigh but obviously further yeah. west you know, a couple of different TV markets in the state and all that so again it just it this is gonna just continue to build over the next couple of weeks and really help yeah. the university and the program we're recruiting wise you, to be able to show a kid you know, you can say all you want, but to be able to show them clips of an ESPN game, yeah. this could be you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ricky, I know you. I know you're exhausted. I know you're excited. I know this <laughs> has been a heck of a fall for you so far. But uh, congratulations so far, and uh, we're extremely happy for you. Um, I met you under other um, weird circumstances when Campbell University hosted a minor league baseball team, and uh, it just seems like this place just. It's never a dull, a dull moment here. So, yeah, one, one would think, looking back, that that would have been the craziest, strangest, <laughs> weirdest thing that would happen to me here. Yeah. And then turns out that all of this starts. You know, yeah. hey, here's a four-game football season. Yeah. But the uh, four-game football seasons are, are a lot more appealing than two full summers of minor league baseball for my health and well-being and sanity, probably. <laughs> and can I ask one quick going away question? And maybe you don't have the answer. Maybe you do uh, basketball. What what is the status of that? So there's a lot of conversations um, taking place right now. Actually, that was what I was doing before I walked over here. Um, the NCAA has moved the start date back until November 25th. Okay. So there'll be less games this year, uh, but now some it's it's start, starting to mirror the football conversation. But at least the NCAA is is trying to help. Great. But um, well, they, they can see now that you can play it games. Can be done. Yeah, even so, if it's in an empty arena, you can still do it. And it may be there. There's going to be some people again doing conference only or what have you. But um, hopefully, uh, we will be able to get in. A, a, we will get in a full conference season for sure. I don't know if it'll be home in a way yeah. like it always has been but there will there will be basketball okay great well great thank you so much uh we'll see you again sounds great <laughs> right.